The Pet Milk Program with Silver McGee and Molly. Evaporated Milk, Pet Milk, presents Silver McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Bud Steffen, Ed Begley, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto with music by the King's Man and Billy Mills Orchestra. Many happy returns of the day. That's a familiar greeting. And to Mr. and Mrs. Collins of New York, those words have unusual significance. You see, on May 4th, 1949, four tiny, delicate babies were born to Charles and Ethel Collins. So tiny, so delicate, that everyone wondered whether there would be many happy returns of the day for all four. But next Friday, they'll be two years old, and never have you seen any happier, sturdier youngsters. That isn't exactly surprising because almost from the day of their birth, the Collins babies have had the nutritional benefits of pet evaporated milk. Nor is it surprising that the doctor approved pet milk for their feedings. When you consider its uniform richness, sure freedom from harmful germs, and its easy digestibility. Now, the pet milk people are naturally very glad and proud to have had some part in the many happy returns of the day for the Collins quadruplets. Here is a problem you motorists have every time you drive downtown. Should you pass up that hitchhiker and feel like a selfish mug? Or should you pick him up, get slugged, and feel like an even bigger mug with ten stitches in your scalp? Well, here's a comment on the problem by a mug who would be a mug in any case. <laughs> yep, it's himself, a Fibber McGee and Molly. No, sir. I pick up no hitchhikers, kiddo. Had a bad experience with one once. Taught me a valuable lesson. Really? Yep. He tried to rob you, the silly optimist? <laughs> Well, worse. I had a flat tire in a rainstorm, and after he changed the tire for me, with me getting my head all wet, sticking it out the window to give advice. You know what he done? Refused to take off his shirt for you to wipe your wet head with? No, sir. When I got home, I found he'd put the tire tools away in the trunk, so careless the car rattled for two weeks. And I'd given that guy a lift for at least three miles. Heavenly days. What ingratitude. You said it. No hitchhikers do I pick up, Tootsie. Well, now, don't forget you hitchhiked back to Peoria once after the basketball game in Starved Rock. Uh, Remember? Yeah, only part way, and besides, that was different. I didn't have any money. <laughs> Had my pocket picked by the first driver that gave me a lift. And anyway... Hold it, dearie. Slow down. Stop at that corner. Why do you want to stop at the corner? Please, stop by that sailor standing there. Oh, oh, okay. I got the red light anyway. You who, sailor? Yes, ma'am? I just wanted to tell you why we can't give you a lift. You see, there have been so many cases of... That's all right, lady. I understand, and believe me... What I mean is that while we'd like to pick you up, because we realize a lot of servicemen can't afford regular means of transportation... Look, lady, it's all right, see? You don't have to... Pipe down, bud. Don't interrupt my wife while she's trying to explain things. (laughs) You see, son, in the first place, we're only going a short way, and it wouldn't help you much. 
And secondly, my husband is against picking up hitchhikers on general principles. We're very sorry, and I do hope you understand, son. Lady, look, I ain't hitchhiking. I live in the next block. I was just waiting to cross the street. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, you better wait a bit longer, bud. We got the light now. Shut the garage door, McGee. The paper said rain today. Yeah. I do hope it doesn't rain, though. I keep thinking of all those people trying to hitch rides today and us passing them up. Now, look, baby. Any guy with his wife in the car that he picks up a stranger on the road is a lemonhead of the first water. And it ain't fit to drink. <laughs> well, I suppose that's right, but... Personally, and while it may strike you as peculiar, I'd rather be selfish than dead. If there's only some way to know the decent hard luck hitchhikers from the crooks and bums, maybe I'd be glad... Come in. Oh, Ole from the Elks Club. Hi, Ole. Hello, Ole. Do come in. Yeah, thanks, Missy. Hello, McGee. You just get home? Yeah. Yeah, I've been downtown shopping, Ole. Look at here. Six pounds of rubber bands. <laughs> Had to go to seven ten-cent stores to get all of them. Why you want six pounds of rubber bands? You crochet in a pair of fishing boots? Or... <laughs> what do you mean, why do I want six pounds of rubber bands? Don't you realize that rubber's getting scarce? I'm taking no chances. Well, you know, I, I saw three little squirrels in the park at 14th and Oak when I come by, McGee. Huh? Why don't you go catch them and save them, too? Well, why, Ollie? Well, the way McGee figures things, it's just logical that a nut starts storing up some squirrels, maybe. <laughs> why, that's ridiculous. What would I want? Say, to... incidentally, Ollie, uh, why did you ask if we just got home? Oh, oh, well, you see, my oldest boy, Lars, he come home last night on some foliage from the Navy and... Uh, oh, 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 on some what? Foliage from the Navy. The reason I say foliage, Lars saves up all his leaves and tooks it all at once, you see. <laughs> so, lots of leaves as foliage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reasonable enough, but that doesn't explain why our just getting home. Oh, oh yes. Well, you see, Lars was stooding on the corner there, waiting for the light to change to cross the street, and the lady apologizes for not giving him a ride. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my gosh, what do you know? <laughs> that lady was us. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, Molly? Oh, I remember. Yes. So that was your boy, Lars Oli. Fine-looking lad. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mrs. He tooks after his papa. <laughs> also after good-looking girls, which is also like tooking after papa the way papa was when he was young, like Lars is. You see. <laughs> he likes the navy, don't he, Oli? Well, yes and no, McGee. Mm -hmm. The last few weeks he was on a submarine, but Lars he don't like that. Hey, he gets too wet. Wet? My gosh, the sub must have a leak. Yeah, it's supposed to be watertight inside those things, Ole. Say, you know, Lars never thought of that. Huh? I go tell him the next time it goes down, he gets inside the sub. Thanks for the... <laughs> well, so long, don't you, fellow. Oh, no. Well, well, so Lars was the hitchhiker who wasn't hitchhiking. Say, incidentally, McGee. Hey. What if there were some way or some method mm -hmm. by which a person hitchhiking someplace could register with a bureau and get approved by the police and wait in a certain place? Hey, I just thought of something. What, sweetheart? Look, 
Suppose somebody organized a kind of a booking agency where a guy that he wanted to hitchhike someplace could go and give references and get okayed by the cops. A kind of a bureau. And drivers that wanted to take somebody along for company could do the same thing. And if the guy that run the bureau charged two bits apiece for driver and hitchhiker, well, that's 50 cents a ride. Wow, what an idea. Yeah. It's amazing. How on earth did you think of that? <laughs> oh, no. Them things just come to me, I guess. Hey, you know, I bet there's a fortune in a thing like this. Hand me the phone, kiddo. Big things are going to happen around here. I'll just bet you. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra, and please don't talk about me when I'm gone. for Vista Real Estate Company. This is Fibber McGee speaking, president and chairman of the board of the Certified Hitchhiker Corporation, Limited. Limited? With your imagination? <laughs> Look, bud, I'm interested in some office space at 14th and Oak. Oh, eight or ten rooms, switchboard, big reception room. Yeah, new company. What do you mean, references? Ask the Chase National Bank in New York about me. Yeah. Well, keep me informed. Who do you know in the Chase National Bank? Nobody. <laughs> My gosh, you don't think I'm going to ask references from anybody that knows me, do you? Yes, but a suite of ten rooms. Aren't you expanding pretty fast, dearie? <laughs> so far, all you have is an idea. Oh, yeah? Well, that's all Casey Jones had, too, when he invented the locomotive. <laughs> this kind of thing takes imagination, kiddo. It requires vision. And after that, revision. Yeah. <laughs> Why, George, the possibilities of this idea is fantastic. I'll form a corporation, see? Yeah. Sell stock at $50 a par to venture with a moratorium of 99 years <laughs> and an escalator clause that guarantees a flat percentage of preferred deferment. 
or in lieu of dividends, a stock transfer of marginal deficits. This entitles every investor to a fiscal decline in cost and a possible return of several times the secondary risk. <laughs> How's that sound? What does it mean? I don't know. I should have wrote it down so I could study it later. Anyway, as soon as I get this... Come in. Well, hello, my dear. And good afternoon to you, leadhead. What's all the talk around town of you forming a registration bureau for hitchhikers and drivers? That's his latest. Doctor, you couldn't have arrived here at a luckier moment. Uh, I happen to be in a generous mood right now. You know what I'm going to do? Pay your doctor bill? Wonderful. No. I just happen to have it here in my pocket constantly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that generous. But as president of the Registered Hitchhikers Corporation, that's so, I'm going to let you invest some money with me. Fifty bucks a share. Let you in on the ground floor. No, thanks, Bubblehead. Mm. Every time somebody lets me in on the ground floor, I wind up losing my foundation garments. <laughs> See, Doctor, how do you invest your money? Well, it's all tied up in cash. <laughs> well, you better hop on the bandwagon, Belt Stretcher. With this stock, you could wind up the richest man in town. I don't have to wind up the richest man in town. He's already wound up. Huh? <laughs> Who, doctor? McDonald, the bank president. Oh, him. Stooped over to pick up a penny at the Bonton, got his necktie caught in the escalator, and he's all wound up in the machinery. <laughs> I better go and wind him, I guess, so the customers can quit stepping on him. So long, kid. Goodbye. So long, doctor. sell him any stock, dearie. No. Anyway, isn't $50 a share a little stiff? Yeah, but I... Oh, oh, here. Here's what? a postcard from Uncle Dennis I oh. had in my pocket. <laughs> you hadn't said a little stiff, I'd have forgot all about it. Oh, <laughs> oh for goodness sakes, he's in France. In France? What did yeah. he say? I didn't read it. In France. He oh. says, have fine job in vineyard here. Oh. I and four other peasants trample out the grapes and make wine. I am the foreman, as I have the biggest feet. <laughs> Love to all. Signed, your loving Uncle Dennis, Purple Toes Driscoll. Yeah, I'll be trying to trample out some pebbles one of these days to make himself a batch of rock and rye. <laughs> now, back to business. I think I'll go downtown and get some stationery printed, sign up a hitchhiker. A test case, well, man, you know. Well, you better wait now till you find Hello, out. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Mr. Wilcox. Hey, I hear you've got a new business. Boy, the news has sure got around, hasn't it? You know something, Junior? This is the greatest idea I ever had. Going to make a million bucks in it. Start local, then spread all over the state, and then make it a national organization. Why, I'll be traveling from New York office to the Chicago office, out to Los Angeles, up to Walla Walla, <laughs> swing down to New Orleans, and back to... <laughs> Be spending months on trains, planes, and in hotels. What's the matter, McGee? I don't know, just, just homesick, I guess. <laughs> what do you think of the idea, Junior? <laughs> well, it sounds very interesting, pal. When I first heard about it, I had another idea. Well, speak up, Junior. My door is always open to you young fellas. Okay, my I... <laughs> Thank you. My idea... <laughs> My idea is this. Uh -huh. It's a slogan for your new company. Oh, a slogan. Yeah, here it is. The two most wonderful milks in the world, human kindness and pet. Run down to your grocer and get some. 
human kindness and run down to your goal. What that got to do with the way... Well, nothing. Nothing, but isn't it a great slogan? And it's so true, pal, because just like the milk of human kindness, pet milk is really wonderful. Oh, I see now. Sure, because it's such uh, perfect, all-purpose, all-family milk. Just good, sweet country milk concentrated to double richness, serving as milk, as coffee cream, even as whipping cream. After all, Pet was the first evaporated milk, and it's the best. Now, that, that's a good advertising gimmick for Pet Milk, Junior, but my company's in business to register drivers and hitchhikers so they can get together well, and... Well, look, that's the idea, pal. That's it. It is? Yeah. Primarily, it's a get-acquainted bureau. Oh, one of them. Drivers, get acquainted with the hitchhiker. Get acquainted with Pet Milk, the milk that's going places. See how it ties up, pal? <laughs> Say... How about pet milk gives you a lift on the road to good cooking? Hey, that's great. I thought so. Oh, that's wonderful. And then, now, here's, wait, wait, here's wait, another wait one. A minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look, Milky. <laughs> Leave us not get carried away. How about buying a few shares of stock in my company? 20 bucks par for preferred. You said 50 a share to Dr. Gamble McGee. Well, that was for common stock. I'm selling the preferred cheaper than the common. <laughs> Because Wilcox is a common sort of a guy, and common people don't buy so much preferred, because the preferred being more uncommon than the common is naturally preferred to the preferred. <laughs> preferred to the preferred, you see, Junior? Uh, no. Me either. Take another run at it, dearie, in second gear. <laughs> you see, my boy, when the stock market broke in 1929, them that didn't get out... Didn't what? Get out. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> wasn't I? <laughs> Tis just as well he went. I gotta get downtown and get busy. Get the approval of the chief of police, get an okay from Mayor Latrivia, and sign up my first hitchhiker. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello, daughter. Hello, Johnny. Hi, Oldtimer. Hey, what's this I hear about you? Well, he's got a great idea this time, Mr. Oldtimer. You betcha. He thinks there's a fortune in it. The question is, can he get it out? Tune in next week and hear the thrilling climax of this thrilling, chilling tale of man against fate. Bong, bong, bong. <laughs> She's kidding, old-timer. Hey, you got any dough you want to invest in a sure thing? Johnny, the last money I invested in a sure thing was ten bucks and a three-year-old at Pimlico at 50 to one. And I had a feedback tip that she was out to win. Yeah? <sighs> Tried to hang myself that night. Only I had a basement room that the ceiling wasn't high enough. The horse lost, I presume. Yes, she lost. In fact, the jockey rode her so slow he got arrested for vagrancy in the back stretch. <laughs> That's one of Bessie's jokes. She sure thinks them up. Yeah. See how is Bessie? Oh, fine, daughter, fine. Does quite a handsome business in radio jokes. Oh. Had a butte last week. Fellow sees a cow walking along, followed by a flock of ducks. Yeah. Oh, he says, crackers and milk. Bessie <laughs> 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 sold, sold that one to four different comedians. She sold the same joke to four different comedians? Sure, but Bessie's careful to sell them to fellas that are all on the air at the same hour. Oh. Nobody can listen to more than one at a time. Wouldn't be fair otherwise. But uh, what was this about an investment, Johnny? Well, himself here is promoting a new corporation, Mr. Oldtimer, registering hitchhikers and drivers at 25 cents a head. Going to be a fortune in it, Oldtimer, selling stock in it for 10 bucks a share. Preferred, 5 bucks common. 
You'll get your money back a thousandfold. I mean, a thousandfold. Well, thanks, Johnny, but my money's all in oil right now. Heavenly days in oil. Yep, I'm afraid so. What do you mean you're afraid so? Where is it, in Texas? No, in my kitchen. Oh. Folded it up and hid it away in an old sardine can. Realized later I hadn't even finished the sardine. <laughs> oh, well, lots of people get money out of oil. There ought to be some way to vice versa. So long, kids. So long, <laughs> And across the wide Missouri. My lady love stands awaiting across the wide Missouri. On the banks I hear her calling to me, calling me, got things rolling, Molly. I looked at office space in 14th and Oak Building, and then I seen the newspapers and given them a human interest story and talked to the chief of police, the state highway commission, Mayor Latrivia. Heavenly days, you really have been busy downtown. Yeah, you bet. What did everybody say before they threw you out? <laughs> what do you mean, threw me out? Everybody was delighted with the idea. But they all says it depends on one guy, the chief of police. Why him? No, I don't know, just passing the buck, I guess. You know how it is in politics. Everybody says, okay, I'm in favor of the idea. But don't tell anybody I said so, because something might come up to make it look funny. And while I think it's great, if you tell anybody I think so, I'll deny it. <laughs> but if the chief of police okays the scheme, I'm in. You know what that means, Tootsie. More money than I ever made in my life. My goodness, you mean you'll make enough money this year to have to pay income tax? <laughs> oh, hey, most important of all, I signed up my first hitchhiker. Yeah, a guy named Orville Hackenfrick. Uh -huh. That's a test case. Chief of police is coming over here to have a talk with me, and Latrivia is going to meet... Well, now, that isn't the way a policeman knocks at the door in the movie, so it must be the mayor. <laughs> Come in. 
It is the mayor. Well, so it is. <laughs> Come in, Your Honor. Thank you, Molly. Hello, McGee. Hi, Latrev. Hey, quite a furor you've stirred up around town with this registered hitchhiker idea. Uh, knocking everybody cold, ain't it, kid? Mm-hmm. I was just telling Molly, this is going to put me in the real high brackets. Pretty soon I can retire and do what I've always wanted to do. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> All day long, nothing. With three guys on eight-hour shifts, gently swinging my hammock. <laughs> Well, that's all right for a lazy man, McGee, but not for me. When I retire, I certainly shan't spend my life lying in a hammock while somebody swings it for me. I'm too energetic. What will you do? I'll swing my own hammock. (laughs) I won't spend all my time resting, though. The thing I look forward to most is my writing. Going to write a book, the trip? No, no, just letters. And I'll love it. Letters all day long to the newspapers griping about the city administration. <laughs> when I was mayor, I'll say I ran... Well, now, just a minute, just a minute, Mr. Mayor. Come in. Oh, hi, bud. You looking for somebody? If you're Fibber McGee, yes, I'm looking for you. Oh. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Hello, Mr. Cratfish. Uh, Mrs. McGee, Mr. McGee, may I present Mr. Tilford C. Cratfish. Of Cratfish, Morfitt, Discoltrem, and Leap Attorneys. Well, how do you do, Mr. Cratfish? Are you upset about something, Mr. Cratfish? You bet I'm upset about something, madam. This insane plan of your husband's to register hitchhikers. What are you trying to do, McGee? Put my clients out of business. Oh, I don't know. Who are your clients? Undertakers? My clients are the Whistle Visit Transit Lines, the Whistle Visit Purple Cab Company, and the Intercity Bus Lines. What do you think you're going to do to their business? Excuse me, Mr. Cradfish, but these are competing companies. How can you represent all of them? The Transit Lines represented by our Mr. Morfitt, the Bus Lines by Mr. Discotrim, and the Taxi Company by Mr. Leap. How about you? Me? I represent Discotrim, Morfitt, and Leap. Now, look here, McGee. I am all for individual enterprise, but by Henry, when you propose to give free rides to people, thus depriving all my stockholders of a proper return on their investments, I'll drag you through the highest courts of the land. All the way around. No, no, no. <laughs> Just hold it a minute, crabfish. Hold it. In the first place, I ain't in business yet. It's got to be okayed by the chief of police who's going to be here any minute. And secondly, the sample hitchhiker I signed up today, a fellow by the name of Orville Hackenfrick. Excuse me. 79 Whisper Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Yes. Oh, yes. He did. He was. Oh, yes, yes, I'll tell him. Goodbye. Who was it, kiddo? Dr. Gamble from the hospital. Oh? The chief of police is in there with a fractured skull. Good. Uh, Heavens, what happened? seems he picked up a hitchhiker, got knocked unconscious, and the hitchhiker stole a police car. What? You'll be interested to know, McGee, that there is a statewide alarm out for a certain person. You mean... Orville Hackenfrick. <laughs> well, tea, anyone? Liver and Molly return in a moment. This is National Baby Week the week we pay tribute to our very youngest citizens. And I'm mighty glad to have a chance to talk about the milk that has done so much for so many babies, pet evaporated milk. Pet milk has helped millions of bottle-fed babies to build strong, straight bones and sound teeth and to make sure steady growth. For pet milk has the combination of milk minerals and vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin, the doctors say a baby must have in order to grow and develop as he should. To celebrate National Baby Week, many grocers are featuring displays of foods for baby, including, of course, pet milk. So look for the display when you go to your grocers. And don't forget, for your baby and your whole family, 
Take home some pet milk, the first choice of good cooks, the first food for millions of happy, sturdy babies. Well, that's life, kiddo. Get a good idea and some little thing happens to kick it right in the teeth. Did the police ever find Orville Hackenfrick? Yeah, they found him. He put up much of a fight? He couldn't. He was laying by the side of the road, unconscious. Don't tell me he... Yep, they think he picked up a hitchhiker and got slugged himself. How about the missing police car? Oh, that's gone for good. They can kiss that baby goodbye. Why? I thought everybody was looking for it. That's why they won't find it. You ever see a police car except when you didn't want to? Good night. Good night, all. First evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Fiddle McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Have you ever tried to make a family budget balance? Well, then you'll understand the kind of problems that face young wife Sally Carter in the story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. You'll also hear the recipe of the week for an around-the-clock main dish that's quick and easy to fix. It's ham and egg dinner. And you'll hear this husband-tested pet milk recipe on the Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. Be sure to set your dial for NBC next Saturday morning for Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor. Steve Wilson solves a crime in Big Town. Listen on NBC. NBC.